to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog, found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Maya Amani, who is an entrepreneur who launched a new health and wellness product during the pandemic. We will discuss how finding your market niche through R&D leads to product innovation and sharing a great idea. And Maya joins us from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, Trish, how's it going? You know what I really loved about your story, Maya, is that you shared with us how the R&D process actually introduced you to another new product that you've launched as, as part of your offering. So give our viewing and listening audience a little bit of idea of how that R&D worked. I mean, R&D is, is a whole other process that I could not have imagined. You know, you come up with an idea and you think you've got it figured out. Turns out you don't <laughs> you realize, okay, this is an idea. An idea comes from obviously like identifying a problem, right. having a solution, right? So right. here we are thinking we have a solution. We've done it. Oh my gosh, we're onto something great. And then you enter the world of R&D and the time consuming world of R&D. None, nonetheless, it was during COVID. So everybody was either working from home. A lot of manufacturing sites, facilities were either closed so it was a very difficult time, you know, and, and I think for anyone that has launched a business during COVID can agree that it was a very difficult time to get work done. Right. While we had time, we didn't have resources, a lot of limitations, stores were closed, you know, everything was just either delayed. So it was, it was a tough time. We go into R&D and of course, we're dealing with Health Canada, right? Now, Health Canada has a bigger problem and it's called COVID. So we're no longer a priority. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And so we had to go through those challenges. However, it did take a long process of when we took our product, which is aloe, our protein powder for hot coffee. We went through the R&D of making sure that what we wanted to deliver to the consumer is what we were able to produce. Right. And that was a heat soluble protein powder um, in a coffee application. It took time. The certifications take time. Stability testing takes time. Shelf life testing takes time. Regulatory compliance. And if you're Canadian and you're listening to me say regulatory compliance, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Takes time. It's just harder. It's harder to build a business here in Canada when it comes to R&D, when it comes to specifically food, beverage, supplement, nutritional, functional food products. When you compare the same process to the U.S., or overseas. It's just a more stringent process here in Canada. However, it comes with its benefits because when your product is made in Canada, when your product is a Canadian product, everyone else around the world realizes what that means. Uh. And so it puts you at the upper hand because they know that our processes um, are very regulated and very, um, you know, held at a high level. So while it has its challenges, it has its benefits. So one of the things that you did is through the R&D process, and of course, we, just to clue in everyone, is that it's a, a protein powder that dissolves in hot beverages. So whether it's tea or coffee or maybe even hot chocolate, um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful way to increase your protein intake. And you were really your target market was the busy families, you know, the folks that are constantly on the go who are maybe skipping meals and doing all of those types of things that we've all done, you know, at certain stages in our career. But tell us a little bit about how the creamer came about, because, you know, that I thought, wow, talk about an innovative idea. You know, you come in with one 
set of solutions and you end up with another product that you can even launch at the same time. So how did that evolve? It's it honestly, it just kind of happened. So what happened was we realized, okay, we have a protein powder that goes into coffee, tea, hot chocolate, matcha. And then we realized, okay, well, maybe for those that are looking for that added nutritional value, maybe they're looking for an alternative to creamer, maybe a low calorie creamer. Because if they're looking to enhance their protein, right, they're already taking that step up. I want to do better for my nutrition. I want to eat better. I want to get more protein into my diet. And so maybe they want a creamer that's lower calorie, you know, a healthier alternative for you. And so we said, you know what, let's look for a creamer that can do that, that can perform. And we looked at a lot of creamers that are currently in the market. You know, you have to see what you're competing Competition, against. Sure. And, and a lot of them were your, you know, traditional half and half, you know, um, I don't like to use the word fatty, but you know, they have, um, you know, a lot more fat content sure. and that's what makes it taste that's great. That's what good. <laughs> right? Let's be honest, taste amazing. Um, the calories are high though. So for someone who is a coffee or tea drinker, you know, you might be drinking two or three cups a day, but then when you calculate your calories on the creamer, two to three cups a day, it adds up. Sure. And, then, and now that beverage that is kind of like your staple or your comfort drink is kind of adding all those excess calories that you don't really need. Right. And so we started searching for creamer bases that would, um, you know, kind of complement the protein. And in that, in that research, we found that we wanted to go ahead with a sunflower based creamer. And, um, and, you know, just by listening, you hear sunflower, you're like, Oh, that's gotta be healthier. It is significantly healthier. And so we went ahead and, kind of like, I guess, have two SKUs in the sense, it's like two versions. We have a regular protein powder. If you like your coffee black or you want to add your own creamer, if you do want a healthier creamer alternative, we have um, the protein with the sunflower-based creamer. And the cool benefits are, you know, of course, lower calorie, but a cleaner product, you know, very much more refined, very hydrolyzed. And, and that's a word that's becoming very popular in um, household. Um, homes is they're learning that there's different grades of functional foods, you know, right. and just like a car, you'll have your entry level, and then you'll have your sports package, right? Right. So very similar, same thing, you know, you can find the same product, but you can have it in three different grades, right? So our mission here was, let's make a product that's going to be as premium as possible, as filtrated as possible, as clean as possible, as transparent as possible, we want to be honest, with what you're gonna take in your coffee. We wanna be honest to ourselves. Sure. And so we went ahead and really kind of procured the best of ingredients and um, put it together and, and we're able to deliver something that people are loving. Um, and they love the fact that they can still enjoy their coffee with cream and not feel bad about it, right? There's no right. guilt, right? right. Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is that you have this very powerful website. So, uh, you know, I visited your website, I took a look, you've got a lot of wonderful uh, retail partners, which are um, showcasing your product and selling it in store. But you also give people a wonderful resource of information with some great testimonials on your website. But in terms of launching during COVID, because, you know, I'm sure there's lots of folks who may have been in the same position as you, and their only option really was an online store. 
because you know their their target market in terms of the bricks and mortar was all closed. So how are you finding the transition of individuals? Because I've been talking to a lot of business people who moved to say a 90% platform of online and they're finding that online sales have not dipped that much now that we've opened up and you know the, the retail stores are back open, you know, bricks and mortars available. We have that socialization aspect to back to society. So how is that affecting your product offering in terms of what you're doing online as opposed to the bricks and mortar that are supporting you? Okay, that's a great question. And especially during that time of COVID, so much has changed us without us even realizing. Right. Like even for you and I, the way that we were consumers during COVID was very different That's right. when we were consumers pre-COVID. Right. One of the challenges we had was when we launched in March of 2022, the, the challenge was things were still closed. Gyms were still closed. Yeah. You know, it was very essential business. Services. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's not very ideal when you're trying to promote a product and you're trying to get the sample in the user's hand to try. You can't do that. Right. You cannot do that. And so we said, okay, either we delay our launch, but like at that time, who knew how long COVID's going to, you know, we didn't, we That's didn't right. really. So we said, let's launch. And we launched primarily online. That was the only option we had. That's right. So now we have to work harder to convey a message, right? Online. We have to work harder to create that awareness of this product. And because it's not a competing product, it's new product. To be able to give that messaging is so hard to make mm -hmm. them realize that this is something new. This is what it does. This is a problem it's solving. Why don't you try it? Right. right? So we had those challenges that we really had to um, navigate at that time. So while we started on complete e-commerce, um, we noticed that people were very receptive. And there were a lot of videos of um, you know, people that have tried it. And they'll make their own video at home. Right. And Great yeah. talk about that social sharing mm -hmm. is that social proof, mm -hmm. right? So, so while we were struggling to convey the message through our website, there were users that are like, this product is great. I came across this online. You know, you should try it. And that's really how that grew our e-commerce platform. And then you come look at about June-ish, June 2022, things started opening up more freely. Mm -hmm. We were able to introduce the product into stores, you know, now they've just suffered through COVID. They've lost sure. rent, mm -hmm. yeah. revenue, employees. So at that point, they're not ready to take on a new product. A new product. Sure. Financially, it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So we had to look at that. And, and of course, now that's a challenge for us. What do we do? And we realized that the strategy here would be forget about the revenue. It's not about that. Let's focus on the education and let's do some demonstrations. You know, let's go on a mini aloe tour, you know, show people how to use the product, you know. And so what we did was we did a lot of uh, demos on site in stores and the stores loved it. Sure. Because we were attracting people back to their stores. Right. They appreciated more than anything. They appreciated the fact that this is a really great way to come back out of COVID. Right. And so we, we would set up, we would make coffee. And, and of course, you know, with the right food handling procedures now, post COVID, everyone's still sure. scared. Yeah, right? for sure. And uh, we would get the Tim Hortons, uh, you know, the large take, take 12 coffee. And we would have sample cups for people to try, you know, and they really engaged with that experience. They learned about the product. 
they were able to sample it. And the stores were very impressed at the, you know, just the overall like response. Sure, sure. And that, that did so many things for these stores, for especially the independent stores. It brought crowds in. It attracted them. They were able to get back out and say, hey, we're doing a demo. Come check us out. Sure. It their business up. And believe it or not, they've been selling aloe for months now and, and they're doing great and we're happy for them. And we're always happy to do a demo. Uh, we do, yeah, we do do that a lot. So it, it is fun. Well, and that helps to actually build relationships, not only with the customer or the consumer, which you have you know, mentioned people are doing their own videos and posting them. Uh, online, but it also helps you build strategic relationships and partnerships with the retailers. Because what a wonderful way now to, um, you know, have that realization that you were there to help them. And so now that they'll help you. So the reciprocity must be really great with some of those organizations. It is. It is. One of the things that you mentioned is the US market. So you know, you launched in Canada, you've been in, in business now for say a year and a half or so. Um, how is the, the U.S. market in terms of uh, embracing this new product? Okay, well, initially when we launched, we said, let's focus on Canada. Sure. You know, we're Canadian, close to home. Close to home. And, yeah. and to be honest, and, and I like to be honest, if we're going to make mistakes, you might as well make them close to home. Yep. Them up, clean it up before you start entering a different area. Um, and so we, our focus was Canada for six months straight. You know, it was Canadian market only. Um, and now that, you know, thankfully we are at a good state where we are seeing a lot of organic traffic, a lot of organic sales from the U.S. market, and now a lot of organic uh, proposals where they do want to bring our product in to their brick and mortar retailers as well as e-commerce channels. So those are conversations we're having right now. And, and I hope the next time you and I talk, Trish, I can tell you exactly what stores we're in in the U.S., um, but we're seeing a lot of great engagement, even from the e-commerce side, you know, Canadians post about it. It doesn't mean that Americans don't see it. They see sure, it for sure. We have been available in the U S from the beginning. We've been um, available from our website as well as amazon.com prime. And, you know, people love that. They love the idea that it'll be there in a day or two at their front step. The convenience is great. But now that we're entering that uh, brick and mortar world in the U S um, I don't know what to expect, but I know I'm going to be very busy. So one of the things that we, we've developed, I mean, on the Share Your Stories platform, we now have almost 300 international entrepreneurs like yourself. And one of the things that I've noticed is our viewing and listening audience is really interested in getting to know the person behind the logo, because it's so important in today's day and age. You know, you've done the R&D, you've met all of the compliance you've got a wonderful website, those are kind of ticking off all of the boxes to get you up and running. But is there something that you can share with our viewing and listening audience about you as a person, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, that will give them a piece to say, wow, you know, that sounds really great. I'm going to give that product to try just because I'm getting to know Maya a little bit better. So is there something that you can share with our viewing and listening audience about your journey that kind of gave you that light bulb moment to say, this is something I have to do? Sure. When it comes to this journey, the one key word that I really focus on with my family, with my colleagues, with my team is transparency. We saw a problem that we could relate to. Right. If we could relate to it as just regular people, there are a lot of people out there that are probably facing the same problems. And it's not just with coffee or nutrition or protein, just in general, we're real people with real problems, 
you know, as a parent and to all the parents out there, we get it. It's hard. You're working. You're trying to manage a home, children, life, work. We get that. As a company, we understand that. And so I think the big important thing to remember is that although you see a company and you see a logo, the people behind there are just regular people trying to work hard, trying to make it happen, you know, and, and we're all struggling through the same things, right. you know, and, and I can understand how social media has changed that perception for people and mm-hmm. life may look glamorous or some companies may look like, oh, wow, that's a dream come true behind every website, behind every logo, behind every product comes hard work, sweat, tears, emotion, chaos. I can go on about this. And, and the thing to remember for other companies and other entrepreneurs is that we're all in the same boat. So you true. Know, we're living our dream. We're, we're, and living it means that it comes with its struggle, challenges, setbacks, mm-hmm. learning, mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, decisions, um, financial barriers, you know, um, COVID barriers, you know, compliance sure. barriers. There's a yeah. lot of struggles, but we're all facing them, you know, in different ways one or the other. So that's something that everyone should really take with them that we're all working hard and, and staying connected and networked is so important because you just don't know where you'll find that motivation, where Very you'll true. find inspiration. And that little bit might take you to finishing your day or your goals. So I think that's something that we all have to remember. We're all real people. Let's connect as real people. You know, let's help each other as real people. And that's what's going to keep us going. But, you know, that's a really wonderful message because, um, you know, you've joined us in our quarterly network sessions um, as well. And, you know, that international flavor is uh, the, the thing that I found most interesting is, you know, we all live in different geographic areas. We offer different products and services, but you're absolutely right. We're all facing the same challenges. You know, it doesn't ma- there may be some cultural tweaks here and there, but for the most part, we all have the same checklist. You know, we're all trying to do the same sort of uh, connection with our customers. And you're absolutely right. We never know where the next motivation will come from. And so tell me, is there another product on the horizon? Because what often happens, and I know when you're out there engaging with customers, some of our great ideas come from our customers, really, because they say, hey, what about this? Or what about that? Right? So is there something, you know, a new pilot project that's in the background that you're kind of thinking about that in the next, you know, year or so, you'll go through your regulatory R&D process, and then we may see some additions to your line? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We listen to our customers. Now, mm-hmm. I can tell you that we really try to have good communication with our customers. And, and to all the viewers and all the customers, if you write to us, we will write back to you. We will. We will respond. We want to be that kind of company. Right. Um, essentially, we launched in the packets. We thought, hey, people want convenience. We're busy, right? Let's do this. And then what happened was months later, our amazing customers were like, we love the convenience, but we'd also like to see value because we use it every day is maybe you could introduce a tub. And we said, okay. And then recently we launched the value. Oh, fantastic. Right. And this, this came from our, our customers because we're thinking mm-hmm. people are busy. They want the convenience pack. They want value as well. Right. And the customers would write to us. We'd love to keep tubs at home. And then take the packs for on the go. And at that point, you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. So we launched the tubs, um, which are now available and have been available for a few weeks now. 
um, which have been doing great, definitely a more value buy. And, and just so everyone knows, we are very um, cautious about uh, sustainability. So we do use 100% PCR uh, jars. So they're 100% post-consumer recyclable. And so we launched that in our non-creamer line. And now the customers are saying, well, where's the creamer tubs? Sure. <laughs> sure. One and, leads to the other, right? And so now we're in the process of launching our creamer tubs, which should be released um, in the next month and a half or so. Isn't that um, fantastic? Popular demand. And so that's a new development underway, as well as a new flavor is being launched as well. So that's going to be very exciting. And there'll be a whole reveal about that. Terrific. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. We do have a lot of fun. We enjoy what we do, but we do listen to our customers. The feedback is so important to us and Absolutely. very valuable. Yeah. Terrific. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask entrepreneurs like yourself to share three words of advice. And your three words are time, mistakes, and discussion. So give us a little bit of an overview as to why those three words are important to you and your team. For sure. Um, well, let's start with time, right? One of the things that we, is a universal term, we're running out of time, mm -hmm. don't have enough time. And I hear that from everybody, not just in our industry, in all industries, yeah. everyone is battling time, mm -hmm. right? And so that's something that we've learned here that while time is, is so limited, we really have to maximize every minute we have. We really have to be efficient, you know? And sometimes learning a process does not mean that that's the right process. We might have to come back, reevaluate, reconstruct, and optimize that process. And so that's when we've realized, okay, you know what? We, we're limited on time, but let's make the most of our time. It's hard. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that's really important to our team is understanding mistakes. And this is a tough one. You know, A lot of people don't like to either own mistakes, talk about mistakes, admit that, you know, companies make mistakes, everyone makes mistakes. Absolutely. It's reality. I'm sure you've seen this in your experience. I've seen sure. it here on every day. Mm -hmm. And we have to change the way we look at mistakes. That's very true. Not just as a person, but as a team, as a company, as an entity, we have to look at those mistakes and, and really learn from them. Because if we don't, then that's, that's our setback. That's the price we pay when we don't learn from them. You know, the mistakes give us an opportunity to grow. Exactly. Right. And, and, and that's the only way we're going to grow is mm -hmm. mistakes will be made. And, and at that point, we need to, you know, reevaluate, optimize right. and move forward. And, and, then, and then a lot of people will tell you, oh, like, oh, this was a um, blessing in disguise or this mistake ended up being then. And it's true. It is true. You see it at that moment. Um, but a year from now or, or any time, we might be like, well, that was a really good mistake that we made because we learn X, Y, Z. So that's really important to our team. And then the last, um, well, there's a lot of things that are important, but the last from, from this key would be discussion, mm -hmm. you know? And, and discussions can be complicated, right? They can be controversial. Um, not all discussions are, are happy-go-lucky. They're not, you know? And I think discussion is very important um, to any team. You really have to understand what other people are saying, where their process and thought process is coming from, where their experience is coming from. And when I say the word discussion, I, I don't just mean talking, I mean listening as well. Right. Right? And That's so, and so some, true. And sometimes it's hard for people to listen because they just want to express their 
their view, but we need to listen and analyze. And, and having that process and understanding of discussion can better allow us to come to a conclusion or a plan where everything has been and everyone's had an equal opportunity to uh, to bring their thoughts to the table. And, and that's important. You know, it's really important. It's really hard to do as well. For sure. Well, I'm, I really want to thank you because this really was, uh, you know, for our viewing and listening audience, we say it's live and unscripted. And seriously, the conversation that we've had, I had no idea that you had launched, uh, you know, the tubs recently. So that was a really wonderful build. Um, and the fact that, you know, you're now organically starting to expand your product base, I think is really rather amazing. And kudos to you for taking the bull by the horns and saying, I'm going to do this. We're going to take the risk. I'm going to launch when it's not optimum. And, you know, to your point, maybe in another year or so, we can reconnect. You can join us again um, on the podcast. You can tell us all the wonderful things that you've added to your product line. And you can give us some insight into how that R&D has sort of expanded. Uh, and maybe, who knows, you may be inter selling internationally by then. So we certainly wish you all the best. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Trish. It's been a pleasure. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.